Hey everybody, this is Patrick Polk with the Everyday Teacher Podcast. It is Tuesday, excuse me, the 24th of November, and this is episode 16 of the podcast. We've been kind of quiet for a while because, I don't know, the school year is getting in the way of this recording stuff, Um, but I'm really excited to have a very special guest, someone who I've had an opportunity to watch teach now for 18 months uh, through my son, and uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Paul D'Ambrosio, or better known as Master D from Aliso Hills Taekwondo. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, no, it, it's, uh, I've been thinking about it for a while. And uh, before, uh, my, uh, before we started recording, myself and Master D were talking about, um, I look for all forms of teaching. It's just not uh, those in a classroom. And uh, if you look at the kind of people we've had on the cast, obviously we have classroom teachers, we have coaches, we have administrators. But the reason why I chose Master D is because he teaches a almost every age group you can think of from four to 40 plus and i'm sure sometimes you can't tell the difference between the two um, <laughs> uh, but it's it it's the subject matter and it's in the method in which that master d teaches and we're going to kind of dive into some of the principles here uh, not only of martial arts but of taekwondo but more importantly um Master D's philosophy on things. So let's give uh, the good people uh, some background information. I was reading your bio and it certainly got, brought me some smiles to my face. I'm sure there's a lot of great stories there. Um, but why can't, why don't you go ahead and give us this, your background and then how you got involved with uh, martial arts and then specifically Taekwondo. And then of course, opening up Aliso Hills Taekwondo studio. Um, absolutely. My martial arts started when I was 14 years old. I got a summer job uh, working for the, the city. It was a small city in Ohio, Wycliffe, Ohio, in the service department. And I was a 14-year-old kid. You know, my mom was the, the law director's secretary, so they hired an underage kid for, you know, three bucks an hour. And they would give me all the worst jobs that nobody wanted to do because I was the 14-year-old kid. So it was the middle of summer. It was, you know, a thousand degrees in Ohio and I had to paint the stairwell of the fire station. So me and this other kid are painting the stairwell and in the upstairs room, I hear yelling. So I, I peek my head in the door and there's a, um, a jiu-jitsu class going on and they're teaching how to uh, do a self-defense against a bear hug. So I, I, I grab the other kid that I'm painting with and we run down to the bottom of the stairs and, and I do the technique. I go, all right, grab me, grab me in a bear hug. So he grabs me in a bear hug and I do the thing and it's like, wow, run back upstairs, open the door, peek my, my head in, learn another technique, bottom of the stairs, check out. The third time I poked my head in the door, literally the teacher grabbed me and pulled me in the room and gave me a lecture about respect and who do I think I am, interrupting his class and he's trying to teach. And if I wanted to, ju- to, to, to learn, then I needed to sign up and be a student and, and blah, blah, blah. Went in with my mother the next week and I've been practicing martial arts ever since. That's awesome. awesome. Um, I, and I was incredibly lucky because that particular instructor, a man named Al Uronis, so my first instructor, my first introduction to martial arts, this, was, this man was a teacher. He wasn't just some guy who was showing martial arts. So he had us writing papers. I had to write oh, wow. papers at Greenbelt, and, and there was purple and blue, and, and papers on the history of karate and jujitsu and, and fighting techniques and fighting styles and, um, um, you know, strategies, sparring strategies. And so the things that really made me think, and I thought that this is how everybody learned. I thought, oh, this is what it is. So no big (laughs) deal. I never, never questioned it until I started to meet other people who went to other schools and realized that they're not doing these things. They're not writing papers. They're not researching. They're not training four days a week like me. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, well, what are you doing? (laughs) <laughs> and, it, and, and, and they couldn't really, um, 
you know, show me much or whatever. So I was very fortunate in how I was indoctrinated in, into martial arts. And, and honestly, I didn't have much respect for Taekwondo at the beginning. Okay. Because the Taekwondo school, because there's Taekwondo is the most popular martial sure. art. And, sure. and um, so the, they were the worst in the little town where I was. I mean, they, this guy didn't know. He could, so I thought, oh, well, I guess that's what Taekwondo is. But now this is what I do right. and blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, so it wasn't until years later that I found a Taekwondo master who, who I, I saw, oh, <laughs> it was a little, I, I had moved, so from Ohio, I, I ended up moving to, to New York. I was an actor, became an actor. Um, and in New York, I tried to look for a school. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, my teacher now that I currently have is in New York, but I didn't find him then. If only, I, oh my gosh, I could have been with him even longer. Right. Um, so I bounced around and I studied Sado and, and Shotokan and Aikido and all these other things. Right. Because I, and, and honestly, I didn't really care what martial art it was. I was looking for a teacher like my teacher, like somebody who could really explain to me because I would go into these classes and I, I would ask questions that they couldn't answer. And I would like, like, why do you put your feet like that? Why do, what are you trying to do with your shoulders? What's your weight distribution? And they would look at me like, what? Right. And I'm thinking, well, what are you doing? What, 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 what are you trying to do? And I couldn't find another teacher like mine. Right. So I just kept looking and I kept bouncing around to these different martial arts, which was great in right. the long run. But I ended up being a first degree black belt for 15 years. Uh, yeah. Most people are a first degree black belt for like one or two. Right. Um, but then I eventually found a, a, a sport Taekwondo master. I moved to Los Angeles and I couldn't find any martial art, but there was a, a Taekwondo school. And all I knew was the Taekwondo from when I was a kid. <laughs> right. It was horrible. <laughs> but I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. But I was in Los Angeles now. Right. Where yeah. there are bright people from all over the world. Right. And I'm so fortunate I met Grandmaster Chun who was a World Taekwondo Federation, a sport Taekwondo guy, but he was a little, little Korean man. He kicked me so hard, <laughs> so hard, this little, this, I couldn't believe it. And I was right. like, oh my gosh, I can learn from this man. And I right. glommed on to him uh, for about eight years um, until I met my teacher. And my teacher, Grandmaster Kim, um, is that Taekwondo was created and founded by a general, General mm-hmm. Choi, April 11, 1955. People think it's an ancient martial art. It's not, it's right. a modern martial art. So my teacher was actually handpicked by the general to be the lead demonstrator for years. Mm-hmm. So when I saw Grandmaster Kim um, in a seminar, he did a piece of a pattern, a piece of two patterns, Dangun and Chungmu my jaw hit the floor when I saw this man move. I had never, I had been practicing for 17 years. And I thought, is that what you're supposed to do? Is that how it's supposed to be? Because I've never seen a human being move like that or kick like that. And that's when I realized Taekwondo is where I can make the the biggest impact. Because I had learned all these other martial arts Sure. But now I was able to learn Taekwondo from like, not the founder, but the second guy, <laughs> the right. founder, the general, then my teacher, then me. And with Taekwondo, I could reach the most people from age three to eight. My oldest students are in their seventies. Wow. Um, because it's the most adaptable jujitsu sure. and karate and Hapkido. They have age limits because of bodies, you know, you sure. got to be able to fall and roll and jump. Right. And but Taekwondo, I can reach the most people. So that's probably a super long-winded answer no, awesome. to your introduction. No, I think what I think that what that demonstrates, and I think it just, it just continues to reiterate why I, I, I want you uh, wanted you to be on is all good educators, the good ones, are constantly looking to make themselves better. And in what I just heard was. You know, kind of this, you know, I'll, I'll use the old, you know, uh, Kung Fu TV show <laughs> reference, right? Where Kane is 
walking the earth, he set forth on a path, this quest of knowledge, um, to just find the, the true meaning of being, right? right? And I think good educators are constantly on that quest. You know, in, in 21st century education, we use lifelong learners. Well, it's evident you've been a lifelong learner of not only martial arts, now Taekwondo, but to be able to teach Taekwondo. And I think it, the good ones, the real good ones, are constantly trying to make themselves better. You're constantly learning. And whatever that, wherever that learning comes from, whether it's from another teacher, a master, your master, um, another instructor, or even your students, uh, you're constantly walking away saying, hey, I can be better at what I'm doing. And you're constantly looking for outlets to improve on that. Because I think if people walked into the studio today and watched you teach and, and, and just surface, and, and this is the response my wife had when actually my daughter's Girl Scout troop came to you for a self-defense. I remember. That's, I remember. So, um, and uh, because uh, Shannon Gerlach, who her, her husband Tom and her daughter yep. Katie are in your class, um, and uh, my wife was just blown away how uh, you certainly have a, a presence in class, but how you were able to get down to that level and give them just these, you know, building blocks, these, these, you know, these peripheral pieces of really what the puzzle is supposed to look like so they can achieve what they needed to achieve, which they get their self-defense badge. And, <laughs> and, and, but, but trans, you know, several months later, my son is now in your class mm -hmm. and it, 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 you're running the gamut of ages. And again, being able to adapt, mold, manipulate a purposeful set of instructions to somebody who has no idea what you're talking about. And as a result, I've seen the students that show up every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, especially my son's age. You know, mm -hmm. it seems that they have gravitated that they're on that same path that you're on that, Hey, this is something meaningful to me. I need to keep coming back to this guy mm -hmm. because it it's having an impact on me, you know? And I, and, and I just, just kind of listening that in long winded or not that it, it, you're still on that journey. And, and that's the, the, the amazing thing, the awesome thing. No, I appreciate that. But I, I believe that when, a teacher stops learning, that's when everybody's in trouble. Correct. I, if, if I'm not trying to get better, if I'm not trying to figure it out, then how can I ask you to, if I'm on automatic pilot, right. Can I, how can you be excited about it if I'm not? Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, and for those of you, you know, again, I would encourage you if you're in the Orange County area to, to get out and, and, and take a class with Master D. Just the energy and passion that comes through in a class and um, is quite evident. You know, one thing I really try to do when I'm <laughs> now on stage and you know, <laughs> on camera, uh, yeah. you know, is, is to bring that energy because you're absolutely right, but, you know, Students, regardless of the age, can see if you're in it or not. It, oh, absolutely! It, 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 it comes. It, it, it's very clear. You know, I, I, and, and you have to, 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 to. And it, it's not that you have to, but you, you. I genuinely care how my students do. Right. You know, and I, I believe the number one reason why people quit practicing martial arts truly is perceived instructor indifference hmm. if they think the teacher doesn't care why are they going to care sure. if it's not you know and and absolutely. they absolutely um and and as far as teaching different ages i i appreciate that so much but i i break them up you know i can't right <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Three, for, for the, the record you don't have five white belts right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's it is separated but i learned that that I need to 
to speak to each group a little bit differently. You know, how I relate right. to the four-year-olds, right, is certainly right. different than how I relate to the nine-year-olds, which is certainly different than how I speak to sure. the adults. And, and, you know, I got to be able to bounce back and forth, but, but for the most part, it, it's, it's segmented. But as far as, as, as performing, yeah, if I don't keep their attention, if I don't make it fun, if I don't, you know, that's why I yell. And I change my cadence and I change I, I, my I, I'm going to disagree with you, Master D. I, I've never heard you yell. I've heard you use a tone which is appropriate for the situation at hand. I've never oh, heard you yes. yell. Yes. I've, I've heard you use the appropriate tone. <laughs> yes. For this well, I meant just loud. I meant, yeah, yes. I'm, you were wow. vocal. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> just want to clarify that. I just don't want no, anybody to no, get wrong opinion that you're. That. I, yeah, no, no, yeah. not yelling at the kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's so funny. So, so let me. So, something you said, you, you, you were an aspiring actor. Yes. Do you think the ability to put yourself out there because as an actor you have to perform you have to memorize lines you have to maybe sometimes become somebody that you're not you have to project something out there do you think that training even though you would probably you had been doing martial arts during those years do you think having that skill set in your back pocket has helped you to be a more effective teacher as far as dealing with different people 100 percent hundred percent but you know it's not even so much the the um the skills of acting i mean i went to nyu to study acting i studied theater i've been state school (laughs) small state school (laughs) Um, but the the um the the totally lost my train of thought right there i I apologize that was me (laughs) no 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 that's okay um but no it absolutely it, it helps with, oh my gosh, with everything. But the, I was going to say, it's not, not the skills of acting that I learned at NYU, but right. the skills that I learned, you know, the job of an actor is not acting. The job okay. of an actor is getting a job. Right. So it Good is point. interviewing. It's people sure. skills. It's sure. learning how to speak to people and relate to people and, right. and almost guide them to the choice of me right right? making them believe that they actually came to the conclusion on their own but i'm just gonna lead them down a path right jedi might trick them yes um which is what i do with teaching you know if the if the students think hey they can they're coming up with it they're right and i'm just kind of helping facilitate it then then they become excited about it and and it it snowballs right Uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. No, so um, something you do at the beginning of class that I thoroughly enjoy, and I was trying to talk to to Jack about this this morning, and I was I go I go, buddy, what are the five things you you talk about before mm-hmm. class? And he he boom went to the pose and he started rattling them off, and I'm I like I go them. I go what are they called? And he's like, and he just all he did was repeated them again. So I go, no, I understand each one. Okay. But what, it, what is it called? Okay. And so, so, uh, there I'm looking on the website right now because I don't want to mess five this up. Tenets. It's the five basic tenets of Taekwondo and they're the following courtesy, integrity, perseverance, self-control, indomitable spirit. And, and I love this many students at Elisa Hills Taekwondo of all ages practice these principles in their daily lives and are well-rounded, caring, and compassionate members of their communities. And and I think what I've observed is the constant reminder of those five tenets, that they say them out loud. And I've heard you query the kids from time to time of what it means, you know, how, and and I, that is so awesome because those five things are, are life skills. I mean, at, at the end of the day, it probably has nothing to do with Taekwondo, that these are things that we are expecting, at least my, I'm expecting out of my children. I'm expecting out of myself. And I just, I love how you're using Taekwondo, that platform, 
to help instill these tenets in the students' lives. So how did how did that kind of evolve? Like how did how did you come up with those things? Or is it like you know, oh man, somewhere? I didn't I can't take credit for that. That right. those five tenets mm-hmm. are the principles on which Taekwondo was founded. When Taekwondo okay. so before there was Taekwondo, there was uh, karate and something called Tekyan and these different um, arts, but they were considered to be um, a working man's martial art. They were gotcha. blue collar martial right. arts. Taekwondo was created for kings, for generals, for soldiers. It was about a moral code. It was about honor and integrity. So the five tenets are the very foundation on which the whole thing is laid. And, you know, it's general teaching to soldiers and literally sure. preparing them for battle. Sure. You know, it, it, right. it, but the, those principles, what amazing things to instill into our kids. And unfortunately, you know, the deck is stacked against our kids in a way that it has never been. Our kids never have to watch another TV commercial again if they don't want to. They've got Netflix, they've got Hulu, they've got a DVR. Something on Amazon and and God forbid it's not on Amazon Prime and they have to wait five days. You know, my daughter wanted a hairdryer. It wasn't Amazon Prime and she was freaking out. I'm like, honey, this stuff used to come by horse. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, sure. There's a store right there you can go to, right? So everything is teaching our kids that it's instant. It's in, and and unfortunately, I hate to say this, you know, they, they're learning. You don't even have to try very hard. You just show up. Right. We're going to give you a medal. We're going to give you one for participating. You know, good <laughs> job. You know, and and I understand where they came from and it, 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 good intentions, but the effects now. Right. So now we have kids who are growing up and other they're trying to get jobs, but they they get born. They're not having an impact. They Right. They decide they can't hang with it. And, uh, right. Right? and I understand why it's not their fault. You know, everything is teaching that right now. You know, football's a season, baseball's a season, basketball's a season. Everything is short term. Everything is you're in, you're out, except for Taekwondo right. and life. Right. You're in for the long haul. It's a commitment. So right. what I'm really trying to teach is how to set a goal, how to set a goal, make a plan, Stick to it, man. Persevere. You got to put in a little bit of work. You got to put in a little bit of time, a little bit of sweat, and then things pay off. Right. You're not going to get it handed to you. It's going to be hills and valleys, but it's a right. marathon. It's not a sprint. And it's right. okay. And it's okay. But you got you to put the work in you, and you, you'll see the result. You can't skate by. That's what I'm really trying to teach. But right. I'm doing that through kicking and punching. You know, my father... My, my father passed away when I was four years old, but there's a story that my, my mother would tell. When they were dating, my mother and father, they walked out of a, this is in the 50s or 60s, I guess, late 50s. They walked out of a, a store and there were like a four uh, teenagers sitting on my dad's car. And they said some things to my mom. So my father walked my mother around the corner and he said, wait right here, I'll be back. And she's like, no, no. He's like, just wait right here. And he goes back to these guys and he starts to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And he actually wrote down his address and he told them, he's like, look, what are you guys doing? Are you sitting here yelling things at women? What's wrong with you? Why don't you right. guys come to my house? Let's talk about this. Bring, get some of your friends. Here's my address. Come. These kids came to the house. Wow. And it turned into a weekly meeting they called it the counts, these guys. Mm-hmm. At my father's funeral, I can remember men coming up to me, judges, lawyers. Mm-hmm. Um, they were these kids. Oh, wow. So that, I think I have that in my blood. I, sure. I must. Right, um, yeah. <laughs> um, so that, that is, I, I recognize that I have an opportunity here that I can really have an impact um, because I see, I mean, let's face it, man, it's tough for our kids right now, especially yeah. these days with COVID kids are spiraling. You right. know? Absolutely. It's, it's hard. Right. So anything that I can do to give them a little bit of consistency, a little sure. bit of stability, a little bit of constancy. Right. And, Stick to it, man. 
It's right. going to be okay. We can, we're going to get through this. You know, as adults, we have some perspective that, yeah, you know, times have been tough before, but you know, you suck it up, you do what you got to do, but kids don't have right. the frame of reference, you know? Sure. Um, so the five tenets, perseverance, courtesy, integrity, that's really what I'm trying to teach through right. kicking and punching. No, that's, that's awesome. And, and I think, you know, like we were talking before is, you know, my wife and I are of, of the concept of, is we want our kids to be invested in something. We don't want it to just be transactional. It's not like, Hey, an hour a day, you get to do this. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I, 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 I well respect and understand that parents put their kids into things to see what sticks. Sure. Um, in, in, in most cases, you know, right away what that looks like. I mean, you can tell right away if your kid's into it or not. And, and we're very fortunate that my oldest daughter, she's dialed into softball. She's been doing it for seven years now. Jack has Taekwondo, Taekwondo, excuse me. Um, and then I, know, I was like, it's, it's Taekwondo. It's it a hundred times. Um, and then, you know, Jack's twin, she's totally into swimming. And they all have their thing. And, yeah. it, and it suits their personalities, which is kind of a, double bonus but the thing that we believe and i know we've talked about this before is the impact that you're having on my kids specifically and i i it was great to see baxter at testing yeah. um and and so baxter is a, is a long time student uh, of master d he's now in college correct he's a freshman in college or sophomore he started college. with me when he was five and okay. he is now he's a freshman in college he's so he just left but he still joins us on zoom yeah so and comes back for testings yeah so so you have somebody who's been with master d for 15 years basically give or yeah. take um and what's great to see, and, and this is the impact that, I'm, that I was talking about, is those students of yours aren't letting you go anytime soon. They understand the value and the purpose, and they recognize, at some point, they recognize the benefits they are receiving from being affiliated with you, that you are their lifelong teacher. And, you know, we're, we're, we're hoping and, and praying that Jack is that next Baxter. Um, and it was interesting. It was actually Baxter's dad at when Jack had got his green belt and, or maybe it was his green belt. Maybe it was his yellow with green. I can't remember. Well, anyhow, well, Baxter was there. That's when we still could congregate as a group, big group of people. Yeah. Um, but Baxter's dad came up to me and pointed that out about Jack that that's awesome. He's going to be my son in 15 years. And I was like, that, that, that was just an amazing compliment. But not only it was a great compliment from, for my son, but more importantly, it's a great compliment for you that people recognize those who are not involved in practicing and learning that they recognize the impact you're doing in their child or in their student or whoever it is. And I think that's, that's so important. And it doesn't matter what you're teaching, English, science, math, Taekwondo, bowling, archery, tiddlywinks, whatever it is, it's the, the students that come into it thinking, not like, hey, I got to pass this belt or I got to do this. It's like really understanding the meaning of all of it, which kind of goes back to your journey that you're still on, that we're all still on of, of finding, you know, to continue to get better. And I, I just, that's just awesome. And then the five tenants just fit so appropriately because I can say when I was coaching basketball, I tried, you know, integrity, self-control, you know, be aware, you know, we, we, we had pie. We were, I was a big fan of pie because my, it was something my, my, my high school coach, you know, poise, intensity, execution, right? Mm -hmm. pie. Um, and I'm a big, I'm words on a wall guy. I'm, I'm, I'm a big quote guy, but I would just continually try to instill in my players and then even in my students, Hey, 
I'm going to show you what to do. Embrace it. And then let's get better at it together. Right. You know, it's, it's a partnership. And I, I, that's just, again, it's been just amazing to watch your workings in my kid, which is awesome. I so, appreciate that so yeah. much. Yeah. So uh, let me transition just a little bit. Cause I mean, they all still kind of rope around is why is, why is martial arts good for kids or adults? Like what, if, if, if you're just going to kind of give somebody, if you had like 60 seconds to tell somebody why they should be involved in martial arts, it doesn't matter if it's Taekwondo or karate, but principally speaking, if we're, you know, the, you know, or just Taekwondo, like what it what like, how would you, describe that well the the benefits are exponential and they it's in every area of your life you know with kids you they learn discipline and focus um their school grades get better they keep their bedroom neat they organization skills adults it's amazing things like you know sir i've been able to quit smoking but really quit smoking this time or, or i was able to lose weight but keep the weight off this time one guy told me he went in after breaking a board for testing and told his boss he thought he deserved a raise that he worked hard and he deserved a and he got a raise i mean wow. it does it it well those are the real benefits right it, and of course agility balance footwork time you get in better shape there's physical benefits but the um, the intangibles sure. that it, it invades every other aspect of your life. Um, that's the real benefit for everybody. Sure. No, that's, that's awesome. No, it's true. <laughs> uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I, in my thirties, I got, you know, uh, jilted into doing triathlons, right? Cause that's what we do in our thirties. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then I just, you know, once kids rolled around, it's like, look, you just need to kind of stay, you know, upright. <laughs> so, um, but it's great. I mean, you it, now. It, I I personally don't really get to see it because you know I'm landlocked at my child's age group, which is you know five to twelve. I I would assume is roughly the the age group that that Jack is in. But, six to twelve, yeah, uh, yeah, six to twelve. So, um, but I I would have to imagine on the times that I have seen the the adults when they come in. They, they're, they seem very, they're, they're very committed. You know, I think as an adult, it's not like just going to the gym and hopping into like a, you know, hit class or something like all. that. It's, this is something where people are making it committed because it's now a part of who they are. Absolutely. Do you see that? Do you see that? And it's, it's not working out that we do. Right. It's training. Right. And there's right. a difference. Yes, Training absolutely. involves your mind, right? You have to right. think about what you're doing. You have to be actively participating. You can go to the gym and get on the bike and put your headphones in and read the magazine and, and that's working out. Right. But we, that's, so the people, the adults that we have are, oh my gosh, uh, doctors, engineers, lawyers, nurses, um, teachers, um, educators, all, and you know, you know like uh, blue collar, the, the gamut of everybody but all of them wreck it right everybody's got stress in their life everybody's got it but to have a a a touchstone something right. to go to that requires your mind that require right it's it helps you physically it helps you mentally right. um, so the the commitment for adults yeah i have adults that stay um, for years because you, right. you, it, it gets in your blood, you know, once it's in your blood, right. once you're doing it, you're doing it. You know, I can't right. imagine <clears throat> not practice. Yeah, exactly. I can't, I can't imagine it. Like every day I kick and punch every, every, and I have, that's what I've done forever. It's just what I do. Right. So, and I, and I know I'm certainly not, you know, the only one. Um, sure. But it's, and, and, and what's great too with, with a lot of the adults is they started with their kids. You know, you can't join your kid's baseball team or their soccer team or their wrestling team. You, know, right. you can play golf with them when they get a little bit older, right? It's but Taekwondo, you can do with your six-year-old. You can right. do it with your 16-year-old. You can do it with your 26-year-old. And the right. bond that it creates when families working through something together, you know, like you're working through something like this physical, there's sweat and, you know, right. nerves and it's, it's a wonderful, 
bonding experience for families. Right. Well, I, I, I don't know if I'm reading into that, Master D. That sounded like a sales pitch, so I will. <laughs> <laughs> I notice you're there a lot when Jack I, is there. I, I am. I am. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I, I, I was, you know, I had friends that did uh, Taekwondo when I, I grew up here in Lincoln Hills, and I think I told you that. And uh, a couple of buddies of mine did it. They were taking it down in San Juan Capistrano down there by admission. I guess there was a school down there. And, uh, you know, I had asked my mom, like, hey, you know, I want to do it. My mom was like, okay, fine. And she found, uh, it was Kempo Karate. It was right over here in Lake Forest because it was close to the house. My mom didn't want to yeah. drive down there. So, you know, I did that for probably about a year and again, I, w- I was a jock. I was too involved in sports and there was always a conflict and, yeah. you know, uh, what's been, what's been great is, you know, Jack played all the sports, you know, we knew baseball wasn't going to work for him because, you know, we were, he was in the middle of practice and they were hitting and he decided to tackle the kid up to bat and like, nope, 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 <laughs> too slow for you. And, you know, being a basketball coach, I think I drove him out of basketball, which is fine. One less thing I got to worry about. And football, it just, I mean, he enjoyed it, but didn't understand why people wanted to tackle him. And, you know, so it's, but it's like, he's really found his niche with, with, with uh, Taekwondo, um, which is he great. That's great for me. Um, what are some of the biggest challenges you have in your studio, studio when it comes to teaching? All right. And you can kind of segment that however you want. Now, um, we'll talk about COVID here in a minute, but, you know, specifically the challenges when it comes to teaching, whether it's the kids, whether it's the belt level, whether it's the, the black belts or the adults, um, what are some of the, the, the things that you tangle with um, when it comes down to teaching? The, the, um, the first thing that popped into my head was attention span. You know, and when I, I was going to say something, I was going to say when I was a kid, but I'm not that old, 56, Um, but TV shows and everything were shot differently, right? Right. There were scenes you had to watch, you had to pay attention a little bit and you learned how to focus. You learned how to pay attention. Now everything is explosions and car chases and quick cuts, fast, fast edits, blah, 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 blah. And, and, and people's minds um, are actually programmed that, like that now. So it's all quick cuts, quick edits. So attention right. spans are very short. Yes. Um, that's quite challenging. Um, it can also be quite challenging in that what I'm teaching, like we discussed a little bit ago, is I'm trying to teach how to set goals and right. stick to it and work towards something. And, and you know, courtesy and integrity and respect and support. And, and these things are not necessarily actively taught many other places so they're often not foreign concepts but maybe nobody's ever verbalized them before or pointed them out before right um so you know not so much with adults but but with kids um and those aren't certainly problems but they're they're challenges but you know for the most part everybody once you figure out how someone learns, right? Right. Do right. they learn visually? Do they learn kinesthetically? Do they, do they need auditorily? Do they need to hear it? Feel it right. And once right. I can figure that out, um, then I just adapt to, to the student, you know, and, and I find that if I am able to physically touch on their shoulder, on their hand, fix a stance, move their knee, right. every student in every class, then they know I'm checking in with them and they, right. and it keeps them a little more on their toes sure. because they know at some point I'm going to be right there with them. <laughs> yes. Um, and it, 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 yeah. So that's how I get around that challenge with adults is not so much, you know, it's the, the challenge with adults is, is they're so busy and the stress, you know, right. just, um, but Taekwondo helps so much with that. It forces you to be in the moment. It right. forces you to, to, to think about what you're doing and get rid of all that right. outside noise. Right. Um, no, for sure. And, and I think um, something, I think it was like, it was a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, there was the, the, the one kid who's always on Zoom uh, with you guys during Jack's time. And he was doing whatever the pattern he was, was learning. And you told him, 
something no 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 no. turn toward the staircase now hand goes (laughs) toward the railing and and i i didn't have to see what he was doing but again i could visually see that in my mind and you were so i don't want to say blown away but i mean you weren't shocked by it but you were certainly impressed that by giving the verbal cues through Zoom of where to turn, what to do, and the student was able to accomplish it is, it's kind of, those, those are the moments we as teachers just like relish when that light goes on and the student performs to their ability and they kind of punch through that next glass ceiling and, and kind of take a next step in their evolution. Absolutely. Um, I, mean, th- th- I mean, those are the things that just obviously wake you up in the morning. Right. Absolutely. And, and for it to happen on Zoom, right? you know, it, when, when the dog is running around in the background <laughs> and the UPS guy yes. is coming to the front door. Um, right. So, and that, the kid you're talking about, he just turned seven. So it's hard enough when they're in the room with me to, for me to teach them like a 270 degree turn. Now you right. can visualize that as an adult because you know, well, a circle's 360, so it's about three fourths of that. And you can say, right, but kids, I can't even talk, forget, forget talking like that. Right. Slide your back foot up, look over your shoulder, turn to the couch, turn to the couch. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the, you know, it, there was a time when, when we taught Taekwondo without a computer. It's true. <laughs> it's true. And it wasn't that long ago. So that is certainly the biggest challenge of all has been learning how, because I'm, I'm not of the computer age. You know, I remember when the computer came to my high school and it took up a room, you know, it was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, So luckily my daughter, my 20 year old daughter um, was able to help me with zoom and um, Facebook and, and what have you. Um, but that is the biggest challenge of all these days. Um, I didn't right. mention that because you said we'd talk about COVID in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. No, so, well, I, let's go ahead and dive into that. I mean, how has, you know, COVID impacted the studio? I mean, obviously, smaller numbers and, you know, there's certain mandates and rules and stuff that you need to follow. But overall, what is, I mean, as much as you want to share, you know, how was, how was, this pandemic really impacted your ability to, you know, get in front of your students the way that you can be that effective educator, effective teacher. Well, you know, in the last, I've been teaching for 20 some years Mm -hmm. and in the last um, eight months, as you know, it's all changed. Um, so it's it's huh, almost at the very in, in April when it all went down, um, we lost about half of our school. Um, there have been some who have come come back a little bit, but it's very tenuous right now you know it's people are are concerned rightfully so you know right um but but the ones that are still practicing right so so we we shut down on a monday the lockdown on a tuesday i did my first facebook on a wednesday i did my first zoom right and so trying to figure out how to First, just how to get the material across, how to connect right. with the students, and then how to keep them engaged while everybody is in a panic, right? In April, it was, right? Right. And, and keeping them engaged and just that it's going to be okay. And then, and then realizing I, I can't, realizing this is going to go on for a while. Right. I have to figure out how to be more effective. Sure. And, and so f- figuring out a schedule to break it up into small enough groups so right. that I could work on certain segments of the curriculum. 
right? And then kind of figuring that out and piecing that together. And then when people were able to start coming back into the space, figuring out how to, see, this is what I paused when you first asked the question, because you said, how can I be effective? And I'll be honest with you, I'm not feeling effective these days. I feel that I am splitting my focus mm-hmm. 50% in the room, 50% on Zoom, and sure. I'm giving everybody half. Right. Um, I, feel it, I feel like it's, it takes twice out of me, right. and I'm only able to give people half. So I'm, I'm not feeling wonderful about... No, I understand. What, you well, know, I mean... And, and I'm, only, I'm only able to teach half the curriculum. Right. I can't teach the sparring. I can't the, the self-defense. So nobody's great. And I can't, right. worst thing is I can't have everybody together. The older kids, the younger kids, the high belts, the low belts, all of the mentoring, all sure. of the supporting and cheering on and the attaboys. And the, I, yeah. that is the element that I can't recreate. I right. figured out how to t- turn toward the stairs. I figured that out. Right. I figured right. out how to do stances. I figured out how I can actually test people and continue moving people forward. Even, you know, I've been teaching, what I've been re- asking of people is so far above the actual requirement that now with me cutting, cutting back, I'm doing the full requirement, right. but it doesn't feel right. But, but so, but I've, I've, I've been able to figure that out, but I haven't yet figured out the peace, the community, the, the, the support, the, the mentoring that is the part that I don't know how to do online yet. Right. No, I, and I mean, to, to offer solace in that, you know, in those statements is that I, every teacher is now in the same boat that, that you are. Um, when you are forced to change the way you teach, change the curriculum, curriculum that you do teach to a medium that is not interactive enough to get out of your students what you want. Uh, now, again, I, 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 I teach in the virtual space. I've been doing that for a year and a half now. And it's, it's, it's a huge challenge. I will never see the whites of my students' eyes, um, which as, a, as an educator, I miss. I, I truly miss. I, I think when, you know, to your point, to, to be able to stand in front of a classroom and to be my you know, zany, crazy self and to, you know, jump on a desk or, you know, ah, scream at somebody or whatever it is, throw up an eraser. I guess you don't throw erasers anymore, but you know, whatever it is that those are the things that make what teachers do special. And, and I'll say this is I, I totally understand that feeling. I do. Like, like I'm no longer being effective, but I would, I would offer this is that you're being twice as effective right now, because for those who are still coming, you're giving them the thing that they desperately need. And that, that is a bigger, you know, piece of what a teacher can do for their students it's it's not the full compliment totally get it that's a total bummer i wish i wish those people would be like you know what i need to get off my duff and i need to get back at it and i need to take take that what i dedicated so much time in my life to in whatever form i can get it and then i i hope those people do that because you know, they need it, the school needs it, the community needs it, and, and I know you need it. And it's something that I think we will get there hopefully sooner than later. I mean, obviously, you have learned, and a number of people have learned during this time how they can still be effective. And, and, and you are, 
again, I, I can only speak for my own kid. I appreciate and, 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 and I think that regardless of whatever happens next in regards to COVID or whatever other craziness, you know, comes forth, um, you're, you you what you're doing is effective. And I just, I want, I want you to know that. And it, it's something that, but I get it. I, I'm right there with you. I don't know how effective I'm being in my classroom at times. You know, yeah, I appreciate that so much because it doesn't feel, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. it's hard. It's, yeah. it's, it's totally hard. And I think especially being that it, for the sport is hands-on. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a hands-on thing. And, um, but people, people are still getting the benefit out of it. And, and I think that's something that's, that's really, really important. So please, please continue to, uh, to do all those fun things. And I'll have Jack turn to the couch and kick the dog or whatever it takes. So, um, so you, you, you dropped your age there a moment ago. And I, I guess I heard you say something to one of the students that, um, or maybe it was one of the parents, is that you're currently a seventh degree in Taekwondo? Yes. And you're testing in, in is, is it's nine is the top, right? Or eight levels. Ninth degree. Nine. Okay. In what we do. Yeah. Right. So now I heard, correct me if I'm wrong if I heard this incorrectly, but to test for your eighth degree, that's three years away. Two years away? Uh, there's a minimum of uh, eight years between seventh and eighth, and I got my seventh in 2018. Okay. So 26, 2026, I'm eligible. That's so, and I'm not a math major, but if I'm going to add six years to your current age, um, you are over 60 before you get, you would be eligible for your eighth degree in Taekwondo. Is that correct? Right. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that, again, that, that in itself is amazing that you, that, that there is such a span of time between your next achievement, but it's the constant pursuit during that time to be better. Oh, well, it, so, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, I, so really, this is how I see it really quickly. So a first degree black belt is like a high school diploma. A right. second degree black belt is like going to junior college. Okay. A third degree black belt is like getting a, a four-year degree. Mm-hmm. A fourth degree black belt, you're starting a master's program. And fourth degree in Taekwondo is considered a master instructor. So you're starting okay. a master's program. Fifth degree, you're in the master's program. Sixth degree, you've got your master's. Seventh gotcha. degree, you're starting your like pre-doctorate work. Gotcha. Eighth degree is like getting a doctorate. Ninth degree is your postdoctorate work. So once you start right. getting up there, you're yeah. not a year old, right? You say they're not. It is not about kicking and punching anymore. It's about what have you given right. back? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's have you given back? Have you written books? Have you done seminars? Are you passing it on? You know what isn't shared is lost. Right. So it Absolutely. needs to be passed on. Right. Um, yeah. That's. Yeah. So but that's, that's impressive though. <laughs> I mean, it truly is. I mean, I never thought, I never thought I would be um, a seventh degree. I never thought I would be a fourth degree black belt. I, right. I told you I was a first degree for 15 years. I never tested for second. I didn't care. I knew I right. wanted to be a teacher and I didn't care. It wasn't until I met Grandmaster Chun, the sport Taekwondo guy who was like, um, nobody wants to learn from a first degree black belt. I was like, what? He's like, nobody will learn from you because you've been practicing all day. Nobody will learn from it. So he sent me to Korea to test for my second. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so that I wouldn't be like most American instructors who got their certificate from the guy around the corner. I got my <laughs> right. yeah. Um, but that I mean, but it was great. You know, it was all it was all great. That's that's awesome. All right. So I, I just have one last thing for you, and I, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. 
Okay, and I'm going to butcher this, so you have to correct me <laughs> okay. when I say this. Now, at the end of every class, and I love this too, is at the end of every class, Master V has the students line up, and you, you, you go through, of, it's, it's showing respect to the flag, Master D. To the flags, yes. Master Jessica, if she's there on Zoom. Yes. Um, instructor Yanina who's the highest black belt in the class, right? Usually. The, there yeah, are right. actually, but she's the instructor. Yes. Right, she's the instructor. And then it's face the highest ranking student or students. Yes. And then, um, you know, last night there was just the one green belt at the end that you just celebrated uh, with a bow. Yeah, I can't leave um, yeah. Right. Um, and then uh, you take a knee. And then you say the following phrase. And again, I'm going to blow it here. So, um, and Jack's, Jack was helping me with it all morning. So I'm just going to kind of read it phonetically. So I can't wait to hear this. Yeah. So they say, Sugo Hashu Sumi Sumi Da. Is that close? Pretty close. That is not bad. Yeah. Sugo Hashu Sumi Da. Sumi Da. What does that translate to? Because I'm pretty sure it's not what's underneath <laughs> the. Uh, it, it doesn't say. Go ahead. To, it's roughly thank you for the hard work. Thank you for the sweat. Thank you for the effort. Thank you for the you know for the work in class. Right. Um, that's basically what. And so when I call, so I had to find a way. So I was. I used to have everybody shake hands. Can't shake right. hands. Right. right, this is true. And, and I was getting too tied up. So I had to find a way to end the class. So I have a friend who has a school in North Carolina. He's got 800 students. So I'm like, how do you end class? You have classes of 80 people. So I call North Carolina. And this mm -hmm. is what the woman tells me. She goes, oh, we say, Sugo, Hoshit, Sumi Da. I was like, that rolls off the tongue. What? <laughs> what are you saying? And she had this thick North Carolina Sue go. I, can you write that down for me? So she wrote it down, and then I brought it to a Korean woman who's in our school. Mark. Uh, I go, ma'am, this is what this is what I'm trying to say. And she's the one who told me, oh, Sugo Hasha Tsunida. So that is the correct yeah. pronunciation. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's good because I wasn't going to assume because underneath that, and, and this this is on the board when you walk into to the, the studio, underneath that in red, it says, which flavor do you prefer? And I don't think that's what it means. So, <laughs> but I, I, I never know it. I, 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 everybody loves a good flavor. So that is a children's book that was oh. written by instructor Saya. Our oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's currently available yeah. on Amazon. Um, oh, wow. That's what she wrote a children's book. That's yeah. awesome. I will, we'll we'll hype that up. Um, well, uh, Master D, this has been an amazing discussion. Thank you so much. I hope uh, those who listen to this, uh, you know, really consider, uh, if not attending your school, um, but find, uh, if anything, find someone who you can learn from whether it be they're 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 a coach or a mentor or you know someone at their work uh, maybe someone at their church but i think it's so important that we have these people in our lives that continue to teach us absolutely and and and, and i like i said i hope i pray you know you are in jack's life for many many years to come. So um, if people wanted to reach out to you, where can they find um, like a website or a phone number or an email address? Would you like to give the people? Uh, I appreciate that. The website is uh, www.alisohillstkd.com. Awesome. Um, and, so uh, and you're on Facebook as well, correct? Facebook, Instagram. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely uh, post those. And again, uh, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. It's been an amazing discussion. I appreciate it very much. I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much. All right. That wraps up episode 16. This one is, is definitely worth its weight in gold. Um, this will get posted uh, later today. Again, you can find the Everyday Teacher Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Podbean. You can also find us on Facebook. 
Um, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, just my own personal tw Twitter. It's his, uh, at PJPollock123, and we're also on Instagram as well. Well, that about wraps it up. Uh, we're going into Turkey Week. Um, May, uh, we have so much to be thankful for. Again, very thankful for Master D and everything he's doing for my kid. Um, and uh, we're thankful for you guys listening. And uh, keep learning. Uh